another episode of Radio Rounds, the podcast interview series presented by St. Louis Children's Hospital, covering pediatric topics of interest to doctors and healthcare professionals. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome. Today we're talking about fetal surgery for twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. And my guest is Dr. Michael Bevington. He's a Washington University maternal fetal medicine physician, surgeon, and the director of the Fetal Care Center at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Dr. Bevington, I'm so glad to have you with us today because this is something I actually have not done a show on. Tell us what is twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. So twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome, or it's probably easier to call it TTTS, um, is a condition that develops in a very uh, certain type of uh, twin gestation where the, the twins are identical and they share one placenta. Uh, each of the fetuses has blood vessels that, uh, that project out from where the cord inserts. Um, and in this particular uh, type of placenta, there are blood vessel connections within the placenta that allow blood to flow between the two fetuses. So, and this is, this is a normal uh, physiologic event. Um, as long as the amount of blood that is going back and forth is normal or equal, then um, the, uh, the world is a happy place. But if that blood flow becomes unequal and there's more going in one direction than in the other, then that's where we develop twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. Wow. That's fascinating. So tell us, how is it diagnosed and evaluated? And is it something that once you've diagnosed it, you're staging it so that you can see what treatment options are available? So the, uh, the commonest way for diagnosis is by ultrasound. Um, what's unfortunate is that we don't have any good strategies for predicting uh, which monochorionic twin pregnancies will develop twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. So we know about 15% of monochorionic twins will, will have that, but we can't easily pick out which ones are most likely to develop it. And so the only strategy that we have is uh, regular ultrasound surveillance. So typically from 16 weeks on, uh, moms with monochorionic twin pregnancies should have an ultrasound evaluation to look for any early signs of twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. And typically... That's um, differences in the amount of fluid uh, around each of the the twins. The one twin that is giving blood away, uh, or it's called the donor, um, starts to develop a decrease in the amount of amniotic fluid. The other twin that's receiving the extra blood or the recipient uh, develops increased amounts of, of amniotic fluid. And that's usually the sort of the ultrasound criteria for defining the uh, the earliest uh, stage of twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. So how does it affect each twin, and, and how does it affect the pregnancy, if at all? So the the twin that is, is donating blood basically becomes volume depleted, uh, and that fetus responds to the, volume, the blood volume depletion much the same way that any of us would if we suffered a you know a blood volume loss in that they centralize their circulation um, and for a fetus uh, the most important parts of uh, to be circulated or to have blood flow uh, is your heart and your head your brain and so they basically shunt more blood into the central part of of their bodies and uh, decrease the amount of blood that's perfusing the other parts of the bodies 
Where we see that most is in how much blood is going to the kidneys because the kidneys filter the blood, make urine, babies pee, and that's what gives them amniotic fluid. So as that fetus becomes more and more volume deplete, the amount of amniotic fluid surrounding that baby decreases. Um, and when it gets to the stage two, uh, the volume depletion is so bad that, that any urine that's being made uh, is being reabsorbed into the body. And so none of it makes it out to the bladder. The bladder becomes non-visible, and the amount of amniotic fluid just continues to decrease and decrease. For the co-twin, the recipient twin, they have the opposite problem. They've got too much blood. And so um, they compensate by increasing renal perfusion uh, and increasing the amount of urine, and thus the amount of, of amniotic fluid uh, starts to go up. And, you know, in, in sort of the more serious cases, that amniotic fluid can, you know, distend the uterus um, considerably, making mom's very uncomfortable and increasing risk for preterm labor and preterm rupture of the membranes. And so in its untreated form, um, it's, uh, uh, it's a condition that is associated with very, very high perinatal morbidity and mortality. Um, mortality rates up to 85%, all as a result of extreme prematurity. Wow. So are there treatment options? Tell us what they are and at what point might surgery be necessary? So the best, the best treatment option that we have right now is, uh, is laser surgery, um, and that's a procedure where we put a, 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 an endoscope through the maternal abdomen, through the wall of the uterus, into the sac of the recipient twin. Is the extra fluid that's there gives us a, a good medium for, uh, for visualization and, uh, and surgery. And essentially, we map the placenta um, to find where the blood vessels from the, the two fetuses overlap in what's called the vascular equator. And with the scope basically going from one side of the placenta to the other, we can identify where the connecting points are. Um, and then we use an operative uh, fetoscope that has a, a side port to put in a, a 600 micron laser fiber um, and go back and basically, you know, Wherever there are connections between the circulations, we use the laser energy to clot the blood in those connections. And then the final step of the surgery, once you've, you've uh, clotted all the connecting points, is basically to take the laser and draw a line to connect the, to connect the dots, so to speak, so that at the end of the procedure, the, you know, the fetuses are no longer transfusing blood back and forth. Uh, and effectively, you separate the placenta into two parts, one for each fetus. And then we let Mother Nature uh, correct the physiology. Gradually, uh, as uh, the transfusion process is stopped, the fetuses can recover. What are some of the outcomes you've seen? What's the outlook after this type of surgery? So um, it can be very good um, in experienced hands. They said in its untreated form, the perinatal mortality rate is about 85%. But uh, in experienced hands with the surgery, we can change that to about an 86% overall survival uh, and about 72 to 74% survival of both uh, fetuses, both twins. What about future pregnancies? 
Um, future pregnancies are really unaffected as long as you don't have another set of monochorionic twins. I mean, this is this is an, a, a clinical or an entity that is specific to monochorionic twins, and the surgery really doesn't uh, uh, doesn't increase risks in in you know, other pregnancies for complications. This is so interesting, Dr. Bevington. So what else would a referring OB or pediatrician want to know about TTTS and the expertise of the fetal care center? So most of, uh, most of the referring doctors, um, you know, the one message that I would have is, is that monochorionic twins um, need to be watched very closely uh, and with ultrasound surveillance at least every two weeks, um, and to you know refer to uh, to a fetal surgery center um, at the first sign of any uh, you know discordance in the amount of amniotic fluid. One of the things that I appreciate from my referring docs is is to have the patient sent early, um, even if they don't need surgery right away. What that gives me is an opportunity to sit with the family and explain what's going on and what potential interventions we can offer when it gets to the point where an intervention is needed. So we get a chance to sit and discuss in a very calm uh, scenario rather than having somebody referred last minute who's, you know, whose babies are both very sick and need urgent surgery uh, where we don't have that sort of luxury of time uh, to, uh, to have conversations. What a great point you've just made for the reasoning behind oral re- behind early referral and how important that is. What can a referring physician expect from your team after referral insofar as communication with the physician and your team approach? So one, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is, is our, uh, uh, our referral, uh, how, how we relate to our referring docs. <clears throat> so after I've seen a patient, uh, typically um, we can get a phone call uh, to uh, uh, to the referring doc the same day or the next day uh, to sort of outline what we found and what, what the plan would be. Um, I certainly, um, in with all of the modern communications, have a number of my, my referring docs who just say, just text me. Um, and so, you know, we can send out a, uh, a HIPAA-compliant text um, that, you know, gives the essence of, of what's coming. And uh, then all of my, all of my, uh, referring docs then get a, a follow-up consultation letter that you know outlines in detail what what we've discussed and and you know what the options are. Do you have some final thoughts you'd like to share on fetal surgery for twin to twin transfusion syndrome? I just that it's game changing, and uh, if you ever have a chance to to talk to some of the families, we really have an opportunity to make a huge difference, um, and. Uh, with you know, with early referral and uh, with timely uh, intervention with laser ther- therapy, um, we can have a significant impact on, on pregnancy outcomes. Thank you so much, Dr. Bevington, for coming on and sharing your incredible expertise to describe this particular syndrome and the options available for treatment. To consult with a specialist or to learn more about services offered at St. Louis Children's Hospital, call Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. And that wraps up this episode of Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. 
please head on over to our website at stlouischildrens.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you as a provider found this podcast informative, please share on your social media and be sure to check out all of the other fascinating podcasts in our library. This is Melanie Cole.